Next up is an ingenious storage solution for road trippers. Hello, Sharks. I'm Ken Hovey. I'm Monique Kiefer. And I'm Ryan Gay. And today we're here asking for $350,000 for 5% of our company, Flated. What if I told you that this backpack has enough room that you can fit everything that you need to quickly and easily transform your car, truck, or SUV for your next road trip adventure? Wherever you are right now, I need you to stop what you're doing and give some super claps for Super Ryan. Woo! Welcome, Ryan. How are you doing today? Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're so, so welcome. I'm glad we were able to fit it in. I'm here again in my office instead of uh, at home in my studio, but we make it work and we we, we fit it all in. I'm trying my best to, to, to cover all the time gaps that I have. So you were just recently on, on Shark Tank uh, like 10 days ago before Shark Tank. What was your relationship with Shark Tank like? Did you watch it all the time? Never heard of it? I mean, obviously you guys were, you know, you felt like it was an honor. Yeah, I don't know. I think I started like really getting into it probably um i don't know mid uh, i don't know maybe around 2015 and you know it was kind of in that point in my career where i was like a little frustrated wanted to do something more had always dreamt of owning my own brand and creating creating a new product and a new thing and uh shark tank was something i always watched almost every week and i'd go back to work and i'd tell monique who's now our cfo i'd be like did you see shark tank and she had never ever watched the show until basically she found out that the, we were going to go on it. And then she was the first one to binge all of the episodes to get to prepare and do all of that. But um, no, always been a huge fan and uh, I've learned a lot from it and was inspiring. And, you know, I would say really inspired me a long time ago to really start thinking about like the entrepreneurial like process and, and what we could start. So, uh, so yeah, so is that, so that's where you guys met was, was that the company that you worked at? Yeah. So all, we had all three of you worked there. Or? We, have a, we have a pretty unique structure. There's actually four of us that are, uh, original like co-founders of the brand. Um, Dan Watts, who's our chief product, um, designer and, uh, CPO, I guess his title is, uh, we work together in the, in the surf and the paddleboard industry. Um, and then Monique, uh, Kiefer, who is our CFO, I've worked with her since about 2010 in the surf and paddleboard industry. And then Ken Hovey, who's our chief marketing officer, while he never worked with us at the brands, he was always one of our ambassadors, athletes, influencers, whatever you want to call it, um, just a content creating machine. And I've basically sponsored him at every brand I've ever worked with. So, you know, the, the four of us have a lot of experience working together and, you know, we we're all at a point where we had built a lot of brands together um, and made a lot of other people money. And we knew that at some point, you know, we were going to have an idea where we could break off and do our own thing. And, and, uh, and I'm not going to say flatted, uh, but flated <laughs> was the, uh, was that brand. And uh, so I, I'm guessing I'm not the only one that, that, that would say flatted. Cause that was what my first uh, impression was when I saw the, you know, when I was pulling up the links onto my computer prior to hitting the play button. Um, Cause I don't watch them ahead of time. It's, it's all live. And in this case, I really didn't look at the names prior, like on some of the shark tank, like, uh, sites that uh, you know I'm able to get the you know the links and stuff from, um, but that was that was, was like flatted, and then you come out and it's like oh it's flated, <laughs> and I'm like that makes sense. Uh, I just it's not what I saw in my mind. Yeah, we we get it all the time, and you know while we prefer not to think about an inflatable product going flat, um, some people have been like oh it makes sense because it's flat when it's in the package, and we're like. No, it's flated. Technically, flatted would be with two T's, but whatever. And um, we try to we try to correct people as quick as we can. But um, but yeah, we fought forever over the name. We have I owned probably twenty five different domain names when we were coming up with the idea, and it was all over the place. So, um, but ultimately, we wanted one one word and something simple, and um, somehow we came up with flated. And actually, originally, we couldn't get the domain name. So our domain to start with was getflated.com. And that's what's on our product. And that's actually our emails and all of that. But finally, we broke down uh, last year and we, we forked out some cash to buy flated.com as well. And and that's yeah that's always uh, that always hurts right it's like man it's just some some letters and with a dot com after it and um, I, I gotta ask as a, as a domain name junkie myself how many domain names do you own you know it's dwindled down I've I've just recently let a bunch of expire um, 
But I would say I still own, you know, 10 to 20. And actually one of our original ones, I won't say what, what it was exactly, but I actually got a notification one day. It was like, oh, you just got $2,000 in your, uh, in your, in your PayPal account. You sold a domain. And I was like, what? I thought it was scam. Um, but, but it, it true, it sold and I didn't even realize I had it for sale, but, uh, but it sold. And so that was a little bit of a nice surprise. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So yeah, I think I have about 70 total <laughs> myself. It's, yeah. Once you get started, it's like, oh, I gotta get the other spelling and this other spelling yep. and the long form, the short form. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's an addiction. Send help, please. Um, and mo- with money, <laughs> big sacks yeah. of money. Uh, cause these things are getting expensive, man. Like $18 a year is what I'm paying. I think it's like $17.99 a year for all the, for each.com. That's not including, I have some dot lives. I have some other domain, you know, dot something, something at the end. And those are, you know, 50 some dollars a piece. Yep. So, okay. So, Shark Tank, how did that come into the picture? Did you guys apply to go to be on Shark Tank? If so, how many times? Or did they reach out to you? You know, we did not apply. Um, I got a random um, email one day from one of the producers um, that had seen an article about us in Gear Patrol. Mm. And I honestly thought it was really scammy and it was something different because I had had a couple interactions previously with um, with Kevin Harrington, who was on season one where he reaches out and says, Hey, we're going to do this thing. I'm from shark tank. And then it comes back around and it's like this $20,000 plus to make a video. And it's like, just seems like you get all excited. And then all of a sudden you realize it's, it's not really shark tank. Um, so yeah, when they, when I got the email, I quickly started doing some Googling and I was like, hmm, that, that guy looks like he's legit. Um, he's on the credits. And so we sort of started the conversation and, um, started the process i mean and you know we had thought about it before and my daughter always joked she's like dad you said you wouldn't go on i said i never said we wouldn't go on i just said i wanted to wait until it was the right time where we had done enough in sales and we had done enough to actually get like a proper proper valuation so um i would say it was a year earlier than we maybe would have preferred but um the experience was great and um, we're reaping the benefits right now for sure Oh, that is that is awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's great. I think it's really cool that uh, that their producers are are looking out for for opportunities, right? And it's not just about whether or not you think that you're good enough to be able to apply, but uh, them finding interesting products that fit uh, a niche. Um, so, so you guys are going down the rabbit hole of of you know getting on the Shark Tank. Um, because so, obviously it's a gauntlet it's not a it's not a five page like oh sign your name here and like cool next you'll be on a plane next month to la it'll be great awesome yeah. um talk about the the balancing act that you guys all had to go through because obviously you all have jobs you have this business and and i almost feel like it kind of it's almost like a, it almost kind of like discounts the. I've never really thought about it like this because most entrepreneurs that come through have or usually have left their job, um, or, or or just doing it as their the only business, uh, even if it's small, you know, smaller. Um, the balancing act of working a job, uh, you know, obviously you guys might have families and things uh, as well. And then uh, having this business on top of that, uh, you know, how did you guys do, work through that preparing for the show? Well, as you'll as you'll see in the episode, you know, we got criticized a little bit for all of us not being full time in the company, but and we know, will reality, we will we will see. <laughs> <laughs> in in reality, we were pretty strategic with how we set it up. Um, you know, we started the project in 2020. Um, during the pandemic, um, when I was actually unemployed and Dan Watts was furloughed from his company and we found ourselves with some extra time. And that, that's really kind of what gave us the, the courage and the, and the time to actually launch the brand. We had the idea for a few years and we're, you know, like one day we're going to do this one day we're going to do it. But we all had, you know, comfortable executive jobs in the outdoor industry. So 2020 was a fun time to, you know, kind of get underway with it. And we all had a little bit of extra time working from home. And, uh, but 
what really ended up happening was, you know, at the beginning, it's all about getting the product going and getting the patents done, setting up the corporation. And so that really fell on Dan and Monique. And so I actually went back out, found another job to hold us over until we were actually ready to launch. So while they were doing all that back end work, and I wish this could have come out in the episode because, you know, it was very strategic on how we did it. You know, they were doing, you know, a little bit more than half time on, you know, getting it all set up to basically get to the point where we turned our website on. And then myself as CEO and, and sales leader really had to like, you know, back off my other job, come into the picture and sort of start taking over. Um, so yeah, and going into, you know, last summer, we had been selling for just about six months, I guess. And uh, it was, it was crazy. I mean, we were, I had just left my job in March. Um, our sales were really starting to pick up. We had, sold out already a few times and we were trying to make new sizes. We were doing all this stuff and really I was the only full-time employee. So when the shark tank application process and audition process started, um, I would say my coworkers took the brunt of, of all of that backend work to make all that happen. And I would show up for, you know, the auditions and the, in the, you know, the zoom meetings, but um, up until the very day that we walked on set, I mean, that morning I was still answering, you know, customer service messages and doing all that because, you know, we were we were trying to make money to, you know, keep the business afloat and basically not afloat, but to build more inventory. So I wouldn't say it was a huge distraction, but it was like a, a definitely a lot of workload added on top of what we were trying to do with Flated as a brand. I didn't know if you were trying to be uh, punny there with the <laughs> afloat, but uh, yeah. <laughs> the uh, so working through your your process, um, what did you? Uh, how did you come up with your three hundred fifty thousand for five percent? Um, <clears throat> you know, honestly, that was an internal battle. Um, you know, there's four founders, and we also have an investor, and oh, wow. we so. You know, our, our equity is already, you know, pretty diluted, I would say. You know, it's not just one or two of us. So to give a big chunk of equity away is wasn't really on the table for us. Um, and the valuation, you know, to be totally honest, um, up until the night before, we were going to be actually higher than that. And we had to tell the producers and everybody when we walked on set that morning that we had changed it. Um, just based on, you know, some of the feedback, some of the feelings we were having really wanting to go up there and not be, I guess, you know, just beat up for our valuation, which we ended up getting a little bit beat up anyways. But, uh, you know, we kind of we dialed it back a little bit going up that that morning. But really, if if I was just going to, you know, look for, you know, venture cap money or another investor, our valuation would be higher than that. And our original investor gave us, you know, his half million dollar investment before we had made a product based on the total market size and, and the product idea and the innovation behind it and our IP. So, you know, we, we know it's, we know it has a value to it. We know that we have a proven product and proven sales, you know, it's just a matter of going up there and, you know, throwing out what we had done so far, but without being able to say, but wait, we sold out and we don't have enough sizes yet. And all the things that would be like, this is where we're going. And, um, you know, we were happy that we were able to film in, in September because we knew that we had um, POs in hand from REI and we were just about to ship those. Um, and so we were happy to be able to say that as another validating point to what our, our product was and the category that we're in. I, I mean, that's a key thing. I don't think anyone has mentioned that here on the show, at least that they changed their valuation literally the night before, or I guess the morning of, uh, you know, and, and uh, so do, do the producers, put, do they push back on that at all? Or is it just, go ahead, like... You know, from from the get go, they say it's always up to your, you know, to your discre discretion. Um, you just got to let wink. us know what, what it's going to be. <laughs> you know, de definitely if you go in there and say that you're going to ask for, you know, $1 million for 1% and you haven't sold anything, they're probably going to be like, you know, that's maybe not the best idea. Um, Makes great TV. <laughs> but, but yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was, you know, it wasn't a huge shock to them, I don't think, when we went in there. I mean, there had been plenty of conversations on where we were at and, 
what we were going to ask for. But, um, you know, ultimately I think we went out there and asked for the right amount and it was, it was an uncomfortable amount and we got beat up, but ultimately, um, you know, you'll see the end where everybody sort of came back around and, you know, ultimately we got a, got an offer. Yeah. So, uh, right before walking down the, uh, the hall there, how, how are you, you know, how are you feeling? What was going through your mind? (laughs) Well, I was I was just watching your episode uh, yesterday with I forget his first name, sorry, but from uh, Nana Hat Nana Hats. Yeah, Sean Adler. Is Sean Adler, right? and then yeah. you know the other uh, entrepreneurs that go up there completely by themselves. I think are like that's that's must be super intimidating. Luckily for me, I was probably the most uncomfortable here, um, but also and because Ken, who's over on my far right he has a history of being on TV. He's been a, a weatherman in Vail for the past 20 years. So he's our guy that's always on TV. He was a huge coach for us saying, okay, you know, you guys got to bring it up, bring up your energy. And, and um, you know, through a bunch of our auditions, that was one thing that came back. They're like, Ryan, you got to smile more and you got to match Ken's energy. And I'm like, that is impossible to match Ken's energy. Nobody's <laughs> ever going to match his energy. <laughs> oh, and then, wow. And then it's, and then yeah. if you notice also Monique's seven months pregnant here. So she's, uh, you know, she was nervous about that as well. <coughs> so me. I didn't. So I, I honestly, in the first time watching this through, it did not occur to me. It also did not occur to me that see, uh, sweet Kiwi, uh, which that interview just went live like uh, an hour and 20 minutes ago. Um that that she was pre- she was nine or eight months pregnant uh out there you know pitching and it never came up in the pitch it never came up in the in the interactions that they at least aired on tv and then you combine that with pluey and i'm like i wonder if they're trying to send a message <laughs> to be you know to subliminally send a message to people like get pregnant but don't bring it up <laughs> don't talk about it and and it makes it you know from like and i told her we talked about this after we got off uh the air uh ahima ahima and i um and you know, I was like, well, I wasn't going to bring it up. Like, I didn't know if that was the case or, or not the case or what, but, um, I'm not going to take a stab in the dark. Uh, if they don't mention it, I ain't bringing it up kind of thing. So, um, I'm glad that I'm glad that she was. Cause like what rewatching it today, like just prior to to talking with you, it, it was pretty apparent to me like, Oh, she probably was right. Yeah. And, and I think it was mentioned and probably edited out and then you kind of notice it at the end. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was sort of nerve wracking, but the the show and the producers and everybody was super accommodating. I mean, normally, you know, and Monique lives in San Diego. So normally if you live, you know, close enough, they have you drive up that morning, drive back that, that night, but uh, with her, they understood. So they put her up in a hotel room and, you know, for the night before and the night after, and just they were they were great and super accommodating. Oh well, that I mean that that is great to that is great to hear because, and 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 and, un, and not unexpected because they are uh, as far as I'm concerned world world class uh, at what they do in, in bringing and working with people uh, f- on the show. So yeah, I. That uh, that is that is I mean it is a lot. It's a lot to ask of somebody that she said she was seven months pregnant. She was seven months pregnant, but she ended up having the baby just a few weeks after that. So um, almost five weeks early. So, yeah, it was she was she was ready, but um, it was a little early. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah. So it's it just funny that uh, that all that it was in one episode. I wonder I don't what was the other pitch now? Now now you got me curious what the other what was the other pitch that was on there was uh, uh, a wolf. Which also, while not uh, about kids, is it, it was about uh, pet. You know, your your pet kids. Um, so, yep, a, a nesting episode, I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, it, is, it, is, it is spring. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so, um, sorry. Right, so going, so going into it, you you guys knew that you might get beat up a little bit on your valuation. Um, and I like that you use the word uncomfortable because every deal should be at least a little uncomfortable, even though I always say like, you know, a hard deal is a bad deal. 
Um, it, 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 you know, you should feel like you're gaining and losing something at the same time uh, on both ends, right? Because it's it's got to be, uh, you know, because you also want it to be in the forefront of their mind, right? Like you you do a deal with them, and it's like ah, eh, it's it's mostly forgettable. So like you know, you actually close, and then it's kind of like eh, you know, that's why like they, a lot of times they don't want five percent. That's a lot, of, you know, or two percent because it's like. Yeah, it's in my portfolio, but like I'm not going to give it a whole lot of my effort or time um or even think about it because like I gave you know 50,000 or $150,000 and we'll see where it goes, but Yeah, I mean the other thing is, you know, one thing that we thought about is you know, if something if it, if we don't get a deal, I mean essentially we're going on national TV valuating our company. And so then we have to go out on the open market afterwards and be like, oh, well, you know, it was this or that or like, you know, so you can't, I, I mean, I think you kind of have to go out there and, you know, throw it out there on what you really think it's valued at and, um, you know, either stand your ground or, or do what you need to do. I mean, obviously, you know, there's always the aspect of, you know, working with sharks and, and that the, the publicity of it is is worth a lot. Um, but you also don't want to go up there and total undervalue your company. I don't think to, uh, cause it could really hurt you later when you go to look for additional investment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with that said, like you're also, you know, six months later, you know, or, or, or longer. I mean, you guys, when did you guys film in July? Uh, September, September. Oh, you're September filming. Okay. So yeah. So, I mean, you're still, I mean, it's still six months from when you, you know, aired. So it's like a lot can change in six months, especially once you actually air, like, you know, what was yesterday's price ain't today's price kind of thing. Um, But yeah, I I think that you guys, you know, was it expensive? Uh, Yeah. I mean, look, we see no in the tank a lot where once you get to above $300,000, the odds of getting a deal are just super diminished. Like doesn't matter. Really doesn't matter how much percentage you're offering. Cause they just don't want to part with that much money, which I think, uh, I, I think for a lot of people should be eye opening to like, you know, instead of the, well, they're multimillionaires and billionaires. It's nothing to them. That's like, you know, two days worth of lunch or something like it should be nothing. It's like, no, it's still a lot of money and it's their time and it's their effort and it's their, belief that they believe in a product enough to want to put their name to it so it's more complicated than just like whether or not they have you know a hundred thousand dollars or hundred fifty thousand or two hundred thousand burning a hole in their pocket that's you know that's it's to me that's a it's still a significant amount even when you're talking about somebody who might be a hundred millionaire you know i mean they're not all billionaires like so a lot of people will say like oh they're all billionaires like no they're not uh that's mark and uh peter i believe is um a billionaire but you know it's still a lot of money it's it's just a lot of money to to have to move and to have to think about well look and you know last summer there was obviously a lot of changes in our economy on the stock market and you know inflation and gas prices and everything and you know that hits all of us but um You know, for mega millionaires and billionaires, that can be a lot of zeros behind, uh, you know, losses and gains. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, look, they made more profit during that time as well. Those gas companies, uh, you know, times are tough, let me tell you, for them. Um Okay, so so you guys seem like you're 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 kind of striking out a little bit with with the sharks, uh, and and it really comes down uh, to you know well to Damon. But going into the tank, did you have a a shark or sharks that you had in mind that you were looking to to aim for? And you know, why? I think we I think we had our sharks that we thought were you know a good fit. Um, we were definitely interested in, you know, really pitching hard to Robert, knowing that he's, you know, a car guy and he's in the automotive side. Um, what's funny is, you know, we we make truck products and, you know, I try to do all the research and I'm like, which one of these guys owns a truck and who, who is in the in the trucks and that side of the thing. And, you know, I knew from some previous episodes that, you know, Mark had made some comments like, hey, look, I don't camp. I don't camp in the back of my truck. I, I sleep, the you know, the Four Seasons or whatever. So, you know, we were, we were pretty open. Um, but yeah, I think we were, you know, pitching pretty hard to Robert. Um, we were pitching hard to Damon. We were pitching hard to Mark. Um, we didn't feel like Lori was going to be, you know, our price points a little bit out of like whack with what she normally invests in. So, um, 
but yeah, no, we, we were pretty open-minded about it and, um, you know, didn't have our hearts set specifically on really anybody, I guess. I mean, yeah, I don't think Kevin has ever talked about camping or, or glamping or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't, not to my knowledge, at least. But you know, um, one 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 frustration we had, and we tried really hard, is you know, our product presents itself so differently when it's actually on a vehicle. And so we were trying to get a truck on set that was all kitted out because that's what we normally do for trade shows and, and events. Um, but we just couldn't work it out like timing wise and set wise on getting a vehicle in there and having it all kitted out. So we had to make, you know, props to make it look like it was a truck and a vehicle. Um, but you know, we have large products when they're inflated and we were trying to show as much as we could, but really it's a whole different experience when you see it on a nice kitted out truck. And, you know, I think that kind of, kind of hurt us a little bit. People were probably like, wait, what is that? I don't quite understand it. Um, cause it's just a totally different experience when you see you it handed on. out pillows, Ryan, you handed out pillows, like <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> you're, you're selling truck, you know, beds and the, uh, covers and, and you handed out pillows like, but it, but it, I think it did a good job of showing like the, uh, was that, is that like elastic bands inside of it or how, like what was yeah. inside of them? Yeah. Drop stitch inflatable. Essentially it's uh, a PVC top sheet, bottom sheet, and it's connected with thousands of synthetic fibers that are woven into the fabric. Uh-huh. Um, so that creates the panel so you can make, you know, four by eight sheets or whatever else. Um, and as I mentioned on set, you know, it's been used in paddle boards for a long time. That's where my business partners and I have the experience using it. And we've sold, you know, hundreds of thousands of paddle boards in our experience. And, it was like, that was the moment where we're like, what else can we make with this material? Because we know it performs, we know it solves a problem. And um, so that's what we wanted to show them with the material. Cause you know, we bring those to events and our dealers have them and people are like, Oh, it's not just a normal, you know, let's call it air mattress inflatable um, that, you know, is going to pop after a while. It's, it's a lot a different. Toy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, now do those fibers help keep it, together like or as far as like help prevent it from pop like popping or is that the pvc's job um it's it's both um but but yeah they 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 help to keep it just solid and it gives it really the rigidity so it'll it'll stand up and you can you know you can put weight on the roof of it and you can you know stand between us you put it between a span and stand on the on the panel itself wow that's wow okay that's 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 crazy. Have you thought about making tents out of this stuff? Well, (laughs) all right. Ding, ding. Let's go uh, on my belt here. (laughs) You know, funny, uh, funny history is it was actually developed in the sixties by Goodyear and they, uh, they were inventing the inflato plane and listeners can uh, Google that. There's some fun YouTube videos about it. They were trying to make an inflatable airplane um, using inflatable drop stitch for the wings and they found that this material was the, you know, had the highest strength to weight ratio of anything that they had developed. Um, so super lightweight and they could make basically an airplane wing out of it. And the idea was to be able to drop a collapsed airplane into the jungle and have somebody, you know, fly out of fly to safety with it, or, you know, just super lightweight planes in general. And, you know, if you watch some of those videos, it's pretty crazy. Those old, uh, test pilots or they have some cojones on them i'll tell you that <laughs> you got that right <laughs> wow i did not i've never heard of this before that is pretty fascinating so but like clearly it worked right like this plane looks like a maybe it's on the ground i don't know there, there's uh, there's videos of it in the air yeah this one is at least at least 15 feet off the ground yeah <laughs> Wow, uh, but I guess it just never took off. The, uh, I wasn't trying to be funny, but <laughs> um, interesting. Yeah, I have to look more into that. Is really that is really really cool. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so you guys, you, so you you have this this product, and it comes down to Damon and and he's looking, you know, a, a really kind of comp- complex deal for, compared to what normally, um, you know, you would normally see from the Sharks. You know, wanting 8% of every sale uh, is is a lot. 
I mean, that's not a dollar amount. It might be like one of the only times that I that I know of, at least, that they used a percentage of each sale instead of a a flat dollar rate uh, for for it. Yeah, he he definitely threw us for a loop when he threw out that offer, um, especially coming from from him. We expected to hear it from Kevin, and we had some some pretty simple math in our head of okay, you know, what are we going to do as far as equity? What would we do in the case of a royalty? But when he threw that out, I mean, you know, those guys, I'll give it to them. They're freaking smart and they do their math really quick. And, you know, they're all talking back and forth and all of a sudden numbers are coming at you and you're standing up there and you're like, whoa, whoa, I don't have my calculator here. I can't do this in my head as fast as you guys are doing it on your on paper. Yeah. Um, so it was definitely unexpected. Um, but you you see in the in the in the video, you know, we kind of go back and I talked to Monique and Monique, you know, as we went up there, she's our CFO. She's our, all things financial. And she was like, we're not going up there and taking a royalty deal of any kind. But what, excuse me, sorry. Um, when the equity was off the table, um, all of a sudden we looked at each other and we said, well, you know, this still allows us to go out and, you know, look for additional funding at some point you know, for equity. And then, you know, so we're not having to dilute ourselves even further. So it, it really became attractive to us at the moment um, when it was no equity, but just a royalty. And we were, you know, just kind of thinking about it as like another salesman commission or something. And um, yeah, but they, they, he threw us for a loop on that one. We were not expecting it and expecting it, a royalty offer coming from Damon specifically. Yeah, I don't think most most would. Uh, he's done, I mean, a, a couple, I think. Uh, I'm not 100% sure on that um, over the years. But uh, he, you know, it's it, it, the the point that you were saying, you know, like they have pen and paper and they're able to, to crunch those numbers. I mean, that's one thing. Um, they well, that's one thing. So as I, I always get it, uh, you know, so that, or sometimes I get it in the comments like, Oh, you know, you got this pen, what's the pen for or whatever. But it's, it's cause I'm taking, it's cause I'm taking notes. Right. And the yeah. reason I'm taking notes isn't, uh, cause I'm a shark. It's because I don't want to, uh, miss out on information and forget information and things of that nature. And you combine that with, um, I'm watching it, the eight minute version, <laughs> you know, they're watching the hour, you know, 45 minutes to an hour and a half, sometimes more than that, uh, version. So they have a little more time to, you know, crunch things where the camera isn't just on them to like figure out that and then hit pause and like make a comment, you know, based upon, Oh, based upon this math, I just did here in my head slash on the paper, like blah, 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 blah and do all that within a 15 minute video. <laughs> when they're taking up eight plus minutes of that video um so it's 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 tough i mean uh i know my grandfather was really good like that he could do all those kinds of math but like eight percent i'd be i'd be like oh man like all right well let's do ten percent and then work i could try to work my way back to at least get me in the ballpark um and then hope you know hope that I did the math right <laughs> in the moment when I'm making these. I mean, obviously, deals can be renegotiated, you know, negotiated through the due diligence process and all that stuff. But you know, you want to make sure that you're you're representing yourself well on TV, as you to your point, because there's other people that are going to be watching this that are like, "Oh, I want to get, I'm going to get involved, inflated. Like, I want to invest. I want to be uh, part of the team." And you don't want to be misrepresenting it for the long, you know, for long term. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I couldn't even do the math quick enough in my head, what that exactly meant per unit. Um, and so my response was trying to point out that, you know, we do have a high dollar item, so it's a high margin dollar, you know, item. And so a percentage eight is, is a lot. And, you know, five in perpetuity is a lot of, of dollars per unit. Um, but yeah, I, I couldn't do the math that quick in my head. So I was just kind of throwing that out there. <laughs> so you guys ultimately take damon's deal um and and you guys leave you head back uh back home uh what were some of the first things you guys did you know to prepare you know for potentially because obviously you aren't guaranteed to air uh to potentially air on shark tank in the in the six months leading up to it actually airing 
You know, it, it's funny because, you know, as everybody's mentioned that's, you know, been on here is, uh, you know, you film and they're like, okay, that was great. You know, see ya. And, um, you know, there's obviously communication happening between, you know, somebody that you've made a deal with or not. And, you know, so that's going, but the whole time, you know, there's always that, you know, warning of like, you know, depending on how things work out, you may or may not air. And so, and it could be any time between November and May. And so you're like, okay. And so we were doing a lot, but, you know, ultimately we didn't change like the course of like our normal business that much. Um, you know, we kind of just kept on going as if we were running the business without, you know, having that. And so all of our projections for this year were based off of not airing. Um, and like our inventory purchases and everything were just based off of what we were going to be purchasing anyways. And, you know, with the hopes that, yeah, if we get it, that's going to be icing on the cake. But, you know, really we got home, we went back to work. We just started grinding. Um, definitely started looking at our website a little bit more to maybe optimize that, make it better in case, um, you know, there was some pressure on our factory to, you know, get them ramped up and make sure we had inventory coming in and, and left um, Asia before Chinese New Year. So there was some things that we were doing that, but it wasn't all that different than what we would have been doing anyways, I guess. Um, and then, yeah, when we got the call that we could, you know, that it was going to be on and we could promote it, it was like, oh shit, <laughs> now, now, now is when, you know, and that actually caused a little bit more of a, you know, freak out panic of like, okay, do we have all of our ducks in a row? Are we ready for this influx and, you know, traffic to our website? And um, so in the three weeks leading up to it, you know, we, we worked our butts off and, uh, you know, added a, a customer service person, which is officially our first employee. Uh, did a lot of work, yeah, did a lot of a lot of work on the website and just our our automated you know communication flows and some things like that to make sure you know we could try to capture as much of the traffic as we could. The, oh, that well, that's great. And what uh, what did you guys wind up doing for a party, a watch party? Well, so we have an interesting dynamic is in the fact that I'm in Missoula, Montana, and so I'm up here and. Uh, Ken is in Colorado and Monique and Dan are in San Diego or yeah, Monique and Dan are in San Diego. So we essentially had three different watch parties and uh, you know, they were trying to get me to go to San Diego. And I was like, look, if I'm not here on, on air night, my grandmother is going to kill me because she wants to be there and be standing next to me when, when this thing goes on national TV. So we all had our, our own individual watch parties with our family and friends and, you know, the one we had here in, in Missoula was probably 120 plus strong, um, really Ooh. good group. You know, the local news was out and it's funny because the local ABC anchorman is my is married to my cousin. So <laughs> he's he's interviewing me. It's on the TV screens in the bar where we're watching it and everybody's cheering. Everything's going crazy. And we have Hannah, who's our new customer service Um girl she's on the corner on the computer watching the traffic go up and it, it was it was a wild night and it was great and then dan and uh, monique had a really nice big uh watch party in san diego and then uh ken had a little bit of a smaller intimate one and in, um where he lives in eagle colorado wow that's great it, it's that's awesome you guys all live you know different parts of the country uh and and yet are still able to to make it all work that's awesome yep it's a it's a modern company. People are like, "Where are you based?" And we're like, "Well, technically, San Diego." Um, but you know, now we're we opened an office here in Missoula, which is going to be our customer service and R and D center. And so, you know, we're we're all fighting for where the home base is going to be. But I'm voting Missoula, Montana. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, is like, where are you based? West of the Mississippi. <laughs> you know, like this is where we are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, so okay. So uh, when you guys uh, after after you aired, uh, have you guys been able to close your deal yet with uh, with Damon, or are you still in like due diligence? Um, there's lots going on there, but it's all it's all good. Damon's team is awesome, and it's been everything positive. So. 
um, I'll leave her right there. <laughs> okay. No, that's fine. That's a good enough answer for me. I'm not, yeah. you know, not trying to uh, pry is the word I should use. Um, but you know, it, it's good. It's good to know that you guys are are still working together and and uh, and and hopefully hammer it out and get it. I mean, look, some of these times these deals take over a year and a half to get done. Um, especially as you guys are continuing to grow, and uh, I'm sure it's more complicated because you have people in multiple states that are, it's not just you in one state like trying to nail it all down and uh and and especially with a complicated deal like following how many percent you know royalty deal on a percentage uh i mean that alone you got to be able to calculate you got to you got to be able to calculate uh those those factors because especially with sales and things like that you know um it does it's not necessarily a straight uh answer of how much yeah so um how did you guys come across uh, my video or my channel? You know, it was funny. I um, I think I was just well. I actually got myself really sick this past week. So after oh, good job. <laughs> after the airing, I was going going into the airing. I had like this little bit of a sniffle and a cough, and I was taking it easy, drinking all my juices and all the stuff that I normally do to prevent myself from getting sick. Felt fine that weekend, but we had family in town, and it was a celebratory weekend, let's just say, um, went back to work Monday, just grinded all day Monday, you know, trying to follow up with as many inquiries as I could. Tuesday felt pretty good. And then about Tuesday at at lunch, I just fell to pieces and, uh, all of a sudden got feverish and had a cough. My voice is still coming back. That's why I'm drinking seltzers and trying to hydrate and all that. But, uh, I, I ultimately laid in bed for two days and I think I, I, really just wore myself into the ground over the past month. And uh, so on what should have been like as a sales guy, like my biggest week of my life, I actually had to turn my phone off for two days and just lay in bed to try to recover. Cause I was, I was not, not healthy and uh, had to get through that. So anyways, um, I think I was, you know, on one of the days just kind of trying to relax and going through all the, you know, YouTube stuff. And I saw your video pop up and watched it and, my wife's like, are you watching it again? I'm like, no, this is different. <laughs> so, and um, what's funny is I noticed in the comments, um, Ken's son actually responded back to something in there. So Ken's kids were watching on it. And uh, so, yeah, I just, I watched it and reached out and then started watching a bunch of your past videos and, and really enjoyed them. So I'm um, glad we could get on, you know, so quickly. Yeah, no, I'm I'm glad that you enjoyed it, and yeah, it's always uh, you know, Friday nights with with Shark Tank are always fun because I get all the pitches up the the night of, and um, I mean it 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 doesn't do great for you know being able to hang out with my wife on a Friday night, but you know it's we make up for it on other nights uh, of the week, and um. You know, I, 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 that's awesome that you, uh, you came across it separately from your, from Ken's, uh, kids who I do, I do recall seeing them, uh, post about it, uh, in, in, or in the comments, comment on it, on the video. But, um, but no, that I'm sorry to hear that you got sick. That, that, that is terrible. But I, I want to applaud you for taking the time to be, you know, mindful of that and, and, you know, being like, look, I, I need, I need to feel better. Like there's only so much that we can push through. And the longer we don't, we just keep pushing through the more longer that's going to take to get better and, and create bigger problems for us, uh, you know, there. So, uh, that's, that's good on you for making that decision. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a confident sales guy and I normally would probably wouldn't admit this, but I, I truly like looked back and I was like, man, I wore myself down and, you know, not only, you know, physically, but also just emotionally, you know, going into that thing, you don't know how it's going to look. You don't know what the response is going to be, you know, trying to be, you know, great to everybody, talk to everybody, do everything right. And, you know, it was, it was, it was a lot. It was the busiest month of my life for sure. And, uh, you know, it's, it's like showing your baby out on national TV and, and having all these people come to a watch party here in town to essentially be there for me was really like not my style. You know, I was, I felt guilty at my wedding having all those people come there, but <laughs> at least then I could say that they were coming to see my wife. Um, but so, yeah, it was, it was, it was out of my comfort zone and, but really just realized that I'd, I'd really run myself down and um, you know, for all the entrepreneurs out there, make sure you're taking care of yourself. 
Yeah, you can't. Do, it was, you always got to put your mask on first, right? Like yep. in the airplane. So you got to be able to take care of yourself before you can take care of the sales, before you take care of your team and, and your family and everybody else that is depending on you. Um, and I think that's, um, you know, I, I know exactly what, you know, what you're saying, you know, running yourself to the ground because it just, it just one thing leads to the next thing, leads to the next thing. And I you know I'm always constantly trying to push my calendar back because in, in the past i've like gone you know redlined it and then pass, way past where where the red line ended uh you know to just try to maximize and get as much as i possibly can it's one of the reasons i don't usually do interviews here in my office here uh at the shop is because i don't want to redline myself um but i you know i also know that there's a lot of people like you know every episode there's more like more and more people from each episode are reaching out sooner and sooner and I, 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 right now, I, don't, I mean, you saw my schedule, right? There's, there's one day a week because, like, the, if I let it go more than that, then I'll just be like, oh yeah, I'll just won't eat lunch anymore. I'll just take all my lunch, yeah. you know, noon. I'll just schedule noons, and I'll never go eat lunch, and I'll never get away from the office for at least, you know, a half hour to an hour. And it's, it's, yeah, it wears on you, especially because, you know, I, I, I mean, I don't know. Do you have kids, Ryan? I do. Yeah, I have, uh, I have three kids, and so yeah, it's. It's a lot, and uh, you it know, is. <laughs> now now I finally have an office. But when you're working from home in this like sort of pandemic work from home life, it's really it's really turned into more. You no, know, you live at the office, and there's always something going on. And so, um, luckily, I identified it um, early. Well, late last fall, I was like, hey, I'm just like sitting on my computer until midnight every night, and I'm like not doing anything for myself. And so finally. This winter, I, I joined a couple of like men's league, um, you know, men's league ski racing on Wednesday nights. And um, oh, that's awesome. And then I did Tuesday night um, shotgun trap shooting with the with a team. And that really just helped me, you know, force myself to like get off my computer for a couple hours, get a little bit of a break. You know, I was on a team, so I had to show up. I couldn't just like have an excuse not to go. And really, like mentally, it really, really helped me just kind of like disconnect for a few recharge a little bit and you know the next morning i felt i came back way stronger and a little bit fresher so um and that that was really hard for me to commit to because i was like um this is such a big such a big winner for us and but um but you gotta you gotta carve out a little bit of time to keep the batteries charged 100 percent. how old are your kids uh three uh not three three kids uh seven (laughs) seven fifteen and nineteen Oh, okay. So you got, all right. So you got an older, see, I got a five and a seven year old. So yeah. it's softball, it's T-ball, it's uh swimming lessons, piano and karate and soon to be uh, a musical. That's, I don't even know, God, how many days a week we're going to have to show up for that thing. Um, so, it's, you know, it's always so, like, I used to play hockey too, like five, yeah. you know, five, it's been five years since my son was born. I stopped because um, I just, there was just too much to do with a baby, a newborn, plus my daughter was two, you know, and then, uh, then COVID and I was like, yeah, I could go back. I want to go back cause they're older now, but I didn't really want to be around a bunch of people up on top of us, sweaty guys and stuff like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, uh, I, I'll wait a little while. Yeah. Um, and now I'm like, yeah, I kind of get the itch. I, I want to do it. But, but then I'm like, ah, you know, the thing is, is, you know, and you know, I know you know this, Ryan. As a you know, you never know what time you're going to wake up, right? Like the goal is to wake up at like four or five o'clock in the morning, and I might be able to do that if my kid don't get up at one o'clock in the morning or two o'clock yeah. in the morning and wake me up first, right? Yeah. And they'll go back to sleep, but I generally won't. So, you know, then it's like, oh, how am I going to wake up? Before? You know, then I'm still going to wake up at four o'clock or five o'clock, and you know, it might, it might take me you know two or three hours if I'm lucky to go back to sleep. So, you know, it's just uh, it's just a constant battle. It's a constant war getting enough sleep so that I can go and do the things, go long run. Like I do distance running too, so you know, half marathon distance to full <laughs> sometimes. But it's been a while since I've done full. But uh, but it's tough. Like th- th- that takes time. I'm not the fa- I'm not a you know eight minute m- a mile runner like like I once was a long time ago. Like you know once upon a time. So it takes a while to do eight ten miles. You know. Yeah, I mean all that. You know, life and especially when you have kids going on, it's it's a constant juggle. And all all four of us in the company, we all have younger kids, and so we're we're all in it and. 
but we're all we're all family people and we all know when you know we're not available for one reason or another because generally it's because we're doing something with the kids yeah it's it's uh and i think that's important i I mean i think it's super important like i you know i leave here the shop and 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 i'll leave you know here at three three o'clock three thirty because i you know today it's going to be three or thirty so i can go home get changed eat dinner and get my daughter off to softball and then after that hang out with the kids for an hour or two before we put them up to bed you know so uh i you know and i'm there for all the for everything like i try to make my you know because i'm able to i'm like i'm gonna be there um and i think that it's important for people to remember that that like you know this we only get one shot at all this right so like they're only going to be three once they're only going to be four once five once six once and you know you can make some you know i make some concessions here and there but i, I make it a point to like even if i'm going to do all this other stuff like i have to be there for i want to be there for the practices i want to be there for to to help them and and you know and then help my wife too because you know if one loses their mind you got at least you know somebody's got to be there to help the other one and in, in the process uh while one's handling the the one that's losing their mind so oh yeah <sighs> yes it's, it's spring break right now so yesterday i had my seven-year-old and our 11 month old black lab puppy in the office and they were just running around crazy the whole day i'm like oh <laughs> it wouldn't have been a good day for a podcast i'll tell you that Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad that I'm not there at the moment. Yeah, our spring break is in a, next week. This is next, two weeks. Two weeks from now. Um, but uh, but yeah. So uh, so Ryan, uh, how can everybody go and get their own not flatted but flated uh, air topper? Or you guys got mattresses uh, and and other stuff as well. Yeah, so our, our air topper has definitely been our premier product, which is the inflatable truck topper. But as you're seeing there, the air carrier is our most universal product, which is an inflatable rooftop cargo carrier that will essentially fit on almost any vehicle. And then the air deck is a, a raised platform that goes in the back of a pickup truck that creates a sleeping platform, but also usable storage space underneath. And so... You know, the whole idea of our, our system for the truck, at least, is, you know, for the guy that or guy or gal that has a truck that needs their truck to be a truck most of the time, but can inflate our products, install them quickly on the vehicle and turn their everyday, you know, work truck into an adventure rig for the weekend or for hunting season or for road trips or, or whatever it be. So, um, you know, it's not for everybody, but it solves a huge problem for a lot. And, um you know, our hashtag is eliminate yard art <laughs> because, you know, generally, you know, these you'll you'll drive around, especially here in Missoula, Montana. You know, they'll you'll see, you know, truck toppers, old fiberglass truck toppers on the side of houses on on sawhorses, you know, because they're really hard to take off. You have to have, you know, you and three buddies and, you know, where do you put them? So generally they're in people's yards, uh, HOA nightmare. And uh, so. You know, it's, it's, uh, and even, even the cargo boxes, you know, people have a, a hard plastic cargo box and when you take it off, it's either hanging in the roof of your garage or it's on the side of your house. So we're just trying to come up, you know, with products that, you know, exist already, but we can make them an inflatable technology and, uh, you know, it just solves a different problem for people. And uh, our loyal fans are just diehards. We got a great, you know, tribe already. All of our early adopters are all like, they've helped us develop and dial in our products even more um we have a facebook you know group that is a flated owners group and they go back and forth about how they're using them and where they're going and you know kind of like hacks and different ways to make it better and uh, we've just learned a lot from uh, from how our, our customers are actually using our products out there in the world mm. Now, one thing is, did the price have the prices changed since since your airing? Because I thought that this was thirty five hundred for the 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 topper, and I could have swore that the air deck was cheaper than five forty nine. No, what they what they asked on stage was what it retailed for, which is around on average about eighteen hundred bucks. So they started about fifteen hundred. Uh, maybe I mis misunder. Maybe I misremember. And they asked, they asked what a normal top would go for. So if you go, well, I thought to, that was like five. Oh no, that is 3,500 to 5,000. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. And this was 18. That's where I was getting confused. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, 
No, that's as that is really cool. So I mean, the, the air carrier. So that I mean, that's so you're supposed to like put trunks or not like not trunk like uh, like baggage up there. Yeah, anything from luggage or to skis to obviously you see there on surfboards. Um, we took one on a family vacation to Costa Rica last year because you you know we just checked it on the airplane. When you get there, you usually rent like a small SUV. You can't fit the whole family in, so you throw that on the roof, and then you put all your luggage in there, mm-hmm. and uh, just creates extra you know cargo storage. I mean, it looks it looks great. Look, it looks really great. Um, I, I mean, I, I think, uh, so we have a trip coming up in June, um, and I actually bought uh, like a luggage, like a luggage holder, and I want to say that was like a hundred dollars, but I, I don't know how many times I'll ever actually use it either. Like if I was constantly out camping or doing stuff, I think I would. I'm probably I. And I haven't put it together yet, so we'll see when we get to June how much of a pain in the butt this is. But I'm I'm going to guess that this is going to be a lot easier because of the ver, uh, ver, um, virgility, like like the fact that it once you pump it up, it, it stays. It's a box, yeah. right? Instead of, I, I guess it's mostly fabric. <laughs> what I have, yeah. You you probably got a rooftop cargo bag. <clears throat> yes, it and... holds like four, four. It can hold like four suitcases, which. Yep. I mean, we have seven people driving down to Florida, so it, we we don't have any room in the minivan at that point for or too much room for for other things. Like so, that. so what's funny? A little bit of backstory on our company is, uh, you know, we were all focused on truck stuff, and one day in a meeting, Monique, she's like, "Wait, wait, guys, guys, guys! I'm the only one without a truck here," and I just drove to Colorado in my SUV, and I put one of those cargo bags on the roof of the car, and it was really hard to load. It flapped the whole time. It scratched the roof of my car, and it, all of our stuff got wet. Is there any way we could do a rooftop cargo carrier, inflatable? And we all like looked at each other. We're like, oh, that sounds like a really good idea. So um, it was it was Mo- Monique's idea to make that, and she really identified the problem that, you know, she doesn't have a truck like all of us guys do in, in the company. And so that's why we created that. And um and yeah, I mean the the bags are great. And the only thing I'll tell you is they're you definitely want to fill them up as much as possible so you don't have it flapping around up there. With our mm. with our cargo carrier, you can have one suitcase in there if you need to, or one carton of eggs, and you can still like you know it still holds its rigidity up there. Mm. Yeah, I mean ours will definitely be filled to the mat. It's gonna it's gonna be heavy because, uh, like I said, we got four. We there's two. It's us and another family, so uh, a three. So it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be tight. It's gonna be a yeah. nice long trip. I mean, it's it's like fifteen hours to like Orlando. So yeah, it'll be it'll be it'll be, it'll be cozy. <laughs> well, well, let me let me know if you want to try out an air carrier if it doesn't all fit in your bag. Well, you know I. I I tell you what I don't know what weekend I have to do that to figure that out, but I probably should figure it out before we get to the day of <laughs> and start trying to put all the bags in. Uh, well, I'm probably just going to do it the night before, but uh, yeah, I will I will I will let you know because we might want to, I might want to take you up on that to to borrow one. Uh, again, I'm not a big camper or anything like that, so for me, like you know, it was like, what, what, what's the cheapest thing I could do just to be able to fit the bags. And I'm sure it's going to kill my gas mileage in the minivans. I mean, not that seven people wouldn't already hurt, but yeah, I'm sure it's going to be felt. It'll affect it. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan, I really appreciate you taking the time today to be here with us. Uh, It's an absolute pleasure. I'd love to have you on in the future. Uh, Is uh, any last thoughts you'd like to share before we wrap up here? No, I mean, you know, just thanks for having us. And, you know, it's been a a wild ride, a great experience. Um, You know, anytime I'm you know, a part of something where I can look at a different business and really try to like understand it. And, um, you know, I was really, really impressed with the shark tank, you know, Sony, you know, the production, the the brand shark tank and how they run that thing is a dialed machine of a business. Um, just a lot of people involved, but very organized, um, awesome people. We had a blast. Um, 
you know, still have contacts with our original, you know, producers that we worked with and just, just super supportive all around. I mean, nothing bad about our experience whatsoever. And, um, you know, would really encourage anybody to, to go for it. If they have an idea or a new brand or a new product, I mean, it doesn't ever hurt to, to give it a go. And I would encourage anybody to go after it. Oh, I, I, I would, I would agree. Absolutely. It sure seems that way to me from all the people that I've gotten to talk to and, um, and yeah, I, I absolutely that hundred percent. So, uh, Ryan, I do appreciate it. Please pass, uh, my, my congratulations to the rest of your team. And, uh, hopefully, uh, maybe we can get them on in, in, in a year or so with you and we'll do a, you know, do a follow up on how things have been going since. Um, but in the meantime, I appreciate you making it all the way to the end of this video <laughs> and being a part of the super community. Uh, if you haven't watched their pitch, click on up here. If not, I'll see you down in the video below. Take care and Kobe super. See you guys.